This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks. Uh, next episode is Chewing the Cud. Special edition today. Uh, new manager, a couple of new players. All positive, all is good in the hood. So we'll uh, just talk about the ins and outs. Uh, and uh, we'll do a cup preview later on in the week, which today is just about the new signings and new manager. Uh, so just myself, Richie and Colly, afternoon, gents. How are you, boys? That's all, all positive. Probably the first positive podcast we've done in a long, long time. Um, we'll start off, Rich, with uh, obviously new manager, Frankie Lamps. Um, I think out of the three who are interviewed, to be honest, I think uh, I, I, I'd have chosen him. Um, same as that, yeah, hands down, um, the best candidate when it was whittled down. Um, I suppose he was one that was kind of, there was a lot of names put out there, but I mean, basically Lampard is coming in and I think it's something that we've cried out for for a while is someone young and progressive and as well, he's coming in with a point to prove, you know, and he's the way he plays as well, you know, it'll be kind of more energetic, kind of get the fans behind him and stuff. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it as well, you know, has a, I suppose a mixed pass in, 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 in management, but it's very hard to read too much into where he's been and everything like that. But I think just look, the quality he has, the name he has in the game, that he'll attract players, he played decent football. As I said, he's got a point to prove, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, really happy with it. Uh, you know, I don't think the the other candidates as, as such that they, they, were, they were down to the final three. I think I, I'm not really sure what Dunk's position was regarding it, because all the sound bites that he came out was that he wasn't interested. So maybe it was just out of courtesy or whatever. And the other guy, I think... You know, I think he shot himself in the foot with that interview last week. And you say last week, it was only last Thursday. It seems like a, an absolute age ago that this has dragged on. It's been a it's been a crazy January. But I think looking back over the whole month as a as a as a as a, as a block and as a month, it's been it's been really positive. I think. Yeah, yeah. Just on that part as well, Carl, just young and hungry, and like he's like he's a winner as a player, and I think he bring that with him. Yeah, uh, and uh, you would hope that the players uh, respect him for what he's won in the game, mm-hmm. um, Joe. Um, I also pleased to see his backroom team. Uh, I think some of the, the guys he brought in are, are excellent. I know he was looking for Anthony Barry, and he did. He wasn't able to get that over the line just yet. Um, he may revisit that in the summer. I would suspect. Um, but the other three guys that he brought in, you know. Vastly, particularly Clemens, who he's been with obviously under under Carlo, you know, uh, at various big clubs, and I don't think it worked out for him as a number one, but certainly as a number two, Joe, his credentials are are, are certainly there for everyone to look at and and, and admire. Let's say, um, but now very very happy with Lampard. Um, in a way, maybe we should thank the Belgian FA because they seem to be going down the route with Martinez, and as much as I liked uh, Bobby Brown shows as they call him. I just don't think he would have been the right um, manager, Joe, just at the time being, you know, should never really go back, don't they say that, you know, and, and I actually, it was only since he, he tore down the job, oh, sorry, when the Belgian FA refused us to, uh, you know, to deal with us, I didn't realise just the, the actual uh, setup that he's created within the Belgian, Belgian FA, should I say, uh, he, he's done a hell of a lot of work, so you know, for his own benefit, maybe he wants to continue that on. I, I don't know, but uh, Vita, Vita Pereira, 
guys being around. And again, felt sorry for him in a way, Joe, to be honest with you, because he seemed to get the backlash because Mashiri was pushing for him. And look, we're going to speak about the events of the last week, I'm sure, at some stage. But um, I'm glad he went for Lampard. Um, he's an outsider. He knows the club. And, and watching this video yesterday, Joe, it was very refreshing, you know, the kind of way. And like, I think uh, Richie said there, optimism. It's a long time since we, we, we've heard that word on the pod, you know, the kind of way. And, and Omishiri, yes, he said, unite. Um, this this manager will unite the fans. And that's all I'm saying is, is just fans through Twitter land or social media in general just seem to be behind Lampard. And, you know, I think for the next 18 games, whatever is going on internally in the club needs to be just set aside. I'm not saying to disregard it, but needs to be set aside. And I just think the fan base will get behind Lampard because we are not we aren't in a great position. Let's face it. Um, but we're, we've a strong enough squad there at first eleven with subs now, uh, given the additions to to get ourselves out of this mess and. You know, potentially we could still climb climb this uh, league. You know, it's it is there are eighteen games to go, so it's it's not a case of we've only got three or four games left. We have enough time to turn this season around, and I just hope that he, he gets to. I just hope that the fans just give him time because managers have come and gone. It's now time for our club to to, to stick with one manager, and the fact that he plays a four three three or a four two three one. Hopefully we leave the days of just playing two in the middle of the park behind us and, and we go on because players themselves have come out and, and, and have said in the past that they preferred to play in the tree in, in, in the middle of the park. So, no, very, very positive, Joe. And it's great to see the likes of yourself and, and, and Richie and you guys to go out over nearly on a weekly basis. And obviously Chris is with us this, this afternoon while recording this. That, you know, that optimism, that, not that we fell out of love with everyone, but that love affair let's say is back you know um, so yeah I'm very very optimistic going forward I have to say yeah I think it's a good point as well Rich that it's time to to get together because listen for the probably past year year and a half this, the fan base has just been splitting whatever about like Colin mentioned they're falling out love whatever the fan base has split and, and we've been bickering and fighting I mean you see on again I don't go on Twitter too much but even on Facebook you see it's just fans having a go at each other but you know stand up sit down walk out stay on it's time to put all that aside now and just just come together like Bashiri said yesterday be the 12th man yeah 100% I mean you, you wonder like I mean we've been through so much you know and all said bubbling away for so long and it, I think the the final straw was Benitez, you know, having to deal with that. And then when things got sour, it was just the, it was the final straw for everybody. I think bottom line, if you're getting results on the pitch, people will forget about all the other stuff, you know, and Collie's right. It, we are a long way off. So when he needs to be given time to, to put his stamp on it and to get it right, you know, it's not just about, yes, he has a job to do and that's to keep us in the league. And I think after that, hopefully he can start that fast and start planning for next season kind of kind of really quick. And basically with that, then, you know, I, I think fans will, you know, I think they've shown in the last couple of days that they are behind the appointment. And whether it's the case of it came about because not that he was the best of what was left or whatever, you know, but I just think that he's 
the mood has changed kind of dramatically in, in, in a couple of days. I don't think there was a perfect candidate. There was no one that was screaming, this is the perfect man. This yeah, is there, the was not, one. there was nobody jumping out. Yeah. No, it was not. And, and everyone, Lampard, Ferguson, Pereira, whoever you want to say, everyone had falls against them, you know, and you can argue the cost no matter what way. So I think what they've done is right. And even having Mashiri coming out yesterday, the, it was all done pretty much as you would want it to be done. Um, you know, they got the sound bites right, probably dragged on a little, but I mean, it, it all kind of builds to a big day yesterday, which mm-hmm. buys into a, a big week and hopefully that we can build and get momentum going on. And I think that's important as well because it's, you say, I, I'm buzzing for Saturday to get back over, you know, and I haven't felt it in probably since the first day of the season, to be honest, you know, I've been over a few times and it's just, it, it, it's taken away. It takes from the game, you know, you're going because you love it, but it's not the same, you know, you're, Looking forward to the arm clock going off at crazy hours to, to, to get back there. So it's 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 exciting is what it is. And it hasn't been exciting in a while. You, you, you see Van der Beek coming in. You see Deli Alley coming in. And he can attract these names as well. You know, and it just says, right, just get us through this season. Build on next season. And as much as we would have liked, or I would have liked kind of a few other kind of positions looked at yesterday, Rome wasn't built in a day. And it's better to probably wait and get the right player in than it is to be kind of rushing in to just to, just just put a plaster on it. So, mm. you know, I, I yeah, just just really looking forward to it and happy with with the way things worked out, I think. Yeah, I think I think that's the main thing. The excitement is back around the place, Collie and uh, I know Richie said that, look forward to the alarm clock. I never look forward to a four o'clock in the morning alarm clock ever. But uh, yeah, it's just the buzz is back around the place and that <clears throat> the optimism, that's the word you used earlier, it's, it's just back. And uh, I, I know I said probably last week, and people probably lashed me over, um, I, I wouldn't mind getting knocked out of the cup, but not now. You know what I mean? Now I, like, I want to go on a good cup run, build, that, build on that feeling that optimism and look forward to stuff so uh, like someone said yesterday feels like our Everton are back but we've been here before so it just has to be a, like a different approach and I'm not, I, I don't want to keep going back to Mishiri he mentioned yesterday patience patience is the key from here on in yeah Joe and do you know what I, I'm actually getting sick of Everton being on the first item of, of every sports news you know, Mashiri's this or the club is this and what have they done. Mistakes have been made. There's no denying that, Joe. You know, and, and massive, you know, mistakes have been made since Mashiri has come in. And, and I get that. And, you know, I understand fans' protests and, and you know, fans, were, were, I would suggest, would be were, were a, a massive voice in, the, in not uh, employing uh, Victor Pereira, but I would just love for fans to, to to put that aside until the summer. I'm not saying things aren't right, Joe, because they're not by by any mm. stretch of imagination. Mm. But you got to give certain individuals uh, credit. You, you lash them enough, so when when they do something, and, and the one person I'm talking about was is Bill Kenry, uh, Joe. I'll just go off on a tangent if you don't mind. You know he's being lashed in the press. I get that. You know, unfortunately, Bill at the time just didn't have enough money, so he, he got Mashiri in. People have their own opinions on Mishiri. That's fine. But it was Bill Kenwright that negotiated that deal yesterday for Delhi Alley. So, in effect, that deal won't... won't. It's a free transfer, and then if he plays 20 games, it's 12 million. It's not possible to play 20 games this season. He'll only play 18 if he plays all, all the games. Hmm. Um, secondly, 
someone saying that fee will rise to 35 or 40 million after certain, you know, conditions or term and conditions have been met. In a way, I hope we, we do end up paying that because yeah, if we do end up paying that, it means we're going to successful and we are as well, success. Yeah. yeah, we're going into Champions League. Happy days, you know, the kind of way. But again, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not a Bill Kenwright's number one fan, but credit where credit's due because, you know, he has been criticised, let's say, from a certain element of the fan base down through the years. And I get that. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not defending him by any stretch. But on the flip side of that coin, he needs to the, the, he needs to take some plaudits for, for that deal. That and people say, "Well, Deli Ali's not the player he was three or four years ago." Deli Ali was a hundred million pound player. You know, the kind of way he he he's he possibly gone stale and spores. You know, coming in with Lampard could Lampard yeah Lampard you know could mould him into the player that he once was. But we have our own players at the club that I would suggest may need to go out because they've gone stale and, and Holgate is one of them. You know, the kind of, I know Holgate's name was mentioned yesterday. But, you know, I'm very, very happy that Van der Beek again, another player who, who needs to prove himself. You know, World Cup year, he wants to go to the World Cup with the, the, the you know, Netherlands. And so it's a win-win, uh, Joe, for me. Um, and I just, I, the optimism and, and you know, I, I, I wish I was going on Saturday. I'm quite jealous of Richie, if I'm being honest, because I think it'd be like a bear pit and he'll get a great reception. I really do. Mm. Um and yeah, I'm just I'm just jealous. Uh Joe, to be honest with you, but let's get our club back, you know. But let's give the people who have been employed to get our club back time. And yeah. if 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 it doesn't happen on Saturday, well and if it doesn't happen next Tuesday, just give them time, you know, that kind of way. Um I think it's time for Everton fans to, to, to possibly come off to that for a little bit and, uh, you know, just 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 give management time, you know, because we can't continue to go on just chopping and changing managers. We now have a progressive manager in place who, who he has a lot to prove himself, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Peter Tondo Potter and stuff and hopefully we do get, the, you know, director of football in and I know Tim Cahill is due to take a senior role within, within the club and, he, he, that's people are saying. I know that job for the boys. For, for me, that's not that way at all. Tim Cahill has a degree from Harvard in relation to sports management or business acumen or something like that. Joe, I'm not 100 percent sure, but these are positive people to have on the board to have around the place. You know the kind of way. And okay, you play for the club, but if he if he can give something back to the club, well, I'm all for it. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. It's just a thought. I had that written down. Actually, going to we're going to now, Rich. Um, Kaye was in around the interview process uh, down in London, and uh, just what your thoughts on his role? Um, I think the way Mashiri spoke about him yesterday that he was advising him. I think it's very shrewd appointment. You know, he's been involved with Beckham when he's setting up the club in Miami. He was involved in bringing the World Cup or organising the World Cup in Qatar. He's gone away, and I mean. When you think about bringing a fella in, when he left Everton, it was all about Tim Cahill is number one. And but he will build a brand. You know, you've shown that he went, he he went to America, he went to India, he went back to Australia, he built his name, and then he went away and he did what he needed to do. And it seems like he has all the right acumen behind him, really shrewd. You know, so he knows kind of business wise what he's about and how to get there. I suppose we don't know the actual role that he's going to be put into, but it sounds like if he was brought into those interviews that he's clearly going to be highly thought of and he's clearly going to have a part to play, whether it'll be on the board as such or whether it'll be as a technical advisor, you know, who knows what it'll be. 
but uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a fantastic appointment. Once it happens, it's not official yet, but I think we all know that it's going to happen, and that's the type of stuff we 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 need to be taking advantage of, you know. Um, and is if these guys are there, especially with links to the club, and they say, oh, it's jobs for the boys. But if you have someone, they're going to have a little bit more love for us, you know, yeah. and, and 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 want to do it. But I, yeah, for me, Cahill, perfect, and I, and I think Collie's right as well about needing time. As much as we want change and we want things to change about the running of the club, it doesn't happen overnight. You can't just rip it apart and say, right, you guys are gone and you guys are in. These things take time and they take planning. And especially with, you know, your multi-million pound operation, you know, day to day, you can't just say, right, you're all sacked and you guys are in. It takes time. It takes months of planning and ripping up old processes and putting new processes in place. And there's no point of, setting it up to fail again you need to do the due diligence and to get it right and it it on our side we need to be patient with it i know it's not easy sometimes when results are wrong because we need someone to point the finger at but i think that's down to communication that's down to other things and look it's step by step i don't yeah. think rome was built in a day and i don't think it gets fixed overnight but bringing the likes of cahill in having you know mishiri in the last week and a half has spoken twice through the club channels mm-hmm. stepping stones we're getting there and i think these little things over time because you as i said you can't just rip it up overnight and and, and start changing things because it'll you're destined to fail i think you need to kind of ease those in and, and and things like that but hopefully we're getting there i want to be positive i want to kind of think that they've learned a lesson you know there is the fear with kiev jura whatever his name is is going to be a, a kind of a this agent fan of yeah, that he's going to be an influence and kind of sitting on Mashiri's shoulder, but having the right people around him and the likes of Cahill that can advise him because you see that we've made the right decision in management, whether it's down to, to Denise and to Bill and, to, and to, to, to Cahill who is advising, that's what he wants, like he wants people because he doesn't have the, the knowledge. So we need, we need the right people around the club and Tim Cahill is definitely one of those people. Yeah, I, I don't agree with this. Uh, I know people keep banging on and banging on, oh, it's jobs for the boys, it's jobs for... I actually agree with like the ex players are coming in because they know the club, they get the club, and it's like someone said the other day. If someone said Tim Cahill is jobs for the boys, just look at what he's done. Like Richie said, there he's gone to America, helped out Beckham to launch into Miami. He's been involved in the uh, organization of the World Cup, and as you rightly said, Cully has a, a business degree in Harvard. So, like, if he didn't play for I think the delay at the moment with Cahill is he's actually a, a technical football advisor or director of football in the Eupen, uh, team out in Belgium. Mm. He's still employed by them, I think. Now, uh, possibly it could be uh, he could be in the process of, of resigning from them, so I'm not too sure whether he can go and take on another job immediately. He may need to work out a you know, garden kind of yeah. job, or, you, yeah, know, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of way. So yeah. it could be along them lines, but... Um, it, it, again, I, I totally agree with you, Joe. I think it's a positive move by the club. I, I would suspect uh, uh, he may go in as an advisor to Mashiri, but it also shows that Mashiri has, has, is listening to the fans. You know, he has, as Richie rightly said, he's done two interviews through the official club um, site rather than going to his mate Jim. So, look, small steps, Joe. Um, Hopefully we're, we're heading in the right direction, and that's the, that's the, the biggest point I can take out over the last week or so. Um, again, I, 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 I'm 
I, I'm not defending any of them by any stretch of the imagination, but we need to get this right and screen shoot the recovery and all that, Joe. And I certainly can see, but maybe I'm just Mr. Optimistic. I'm not too sure, but I, I just think the last kind of 48 hours have, you know, they dragged me back in and back in love with everything, you know? Yeah, it's just a, a week, just a difference in a week. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, I know we're not going to review the Villa game, but the feeling in and around the Villa game, it was just, I know there was optimism because Dunk was there, but it was just same old, same old, stale. And we just needed, we needed an injection of optimism. And I think, listen, actually, Rich, we'll go into the, the background staff, as Polly mentioned earlier, Paul Clement. Now, this lad has been like around the bush twice, even. Like, he, he, he's kind of followed Ancelotti around the place. He's been by Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid, a couple of other places. And then he managed Derby, Swansea, Reading. And then I think he, he was actually in Belgium, managing some team in Belgium. So, like, this this chap knows, knows the ropes. Big time, yeah. I mean, instead, he's been around, and if he's beside Ancelotti, and if he thinks highly enough of him to take him around for so long... You know, you you know what you're dealing with, but you know it didn't work out for him as a number one. But you look at the likes of Brian Kidd and people like that who have just number twos. You know, have had their chance, and it's just just not right for him for what for yeah. whatever reason it do, it doesn't click. But yeah, you see the education he's got from Madrid to PSG to Munich. You know, I mean, what better places to learn? You know, beside one of the greatest managers of all time. So. Um, yeah, look, it's really exciting to get someone like that in with that experience and knowledge beside Lampard. It, it, it's fantastic, you know, and the other two guys kind of come from Chelsea as well, really highly thought of. Um, but I think for me, I think kind of understated is keeping Alan Kelly there. I think the yeah. work done with Pickford in the last 12, 18 months has been fantastic and goes kind of a little bit not unnoticed or, you know, he doesn't get a whole lot of praise for it, but he must be doing something right to keep him because he's been, he's been solid, you know, for a poor team that he hasn't been what we know that he's, he, he's erratic kind of, kind of self and he's really settled down and we've kind of thanked psychologists that he's seen and everything, but Alan Kelly deals with him day in, day out. And I think yeah. he deserves a lot of credit for that. And I mean, Pickford is one of our top assets, you know, we're 15th in the table. So having a international keeper is something that we need to be kind of, very grateful for to have that 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 kind of thing, and I think he's he, he's a great one to hold on to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then a couple of others there. Call uh, Joe Edwards will be assistant manager, and then Chris Jones coming in as head of performance. Like Rich said, two boys coming in from Chelsea. So, like Lampard knows these lads; he knows what what they're capable of. So, we just have to trust in his judgment. Yeah, Joe Edwards looked after the twenty threes, I believe, Joe at Chelsea, um, and then Frank took him. I'm not too sure where he went to Derby with him, but he certainly made him. He was on his coaching staff when he went back to Chelsea. So, yeah, he, he'd know what's coming through there. Uh, don't know much about the other lad. Um, and obviously, he tried to get Anthony Barry in. Ex, am I right in saying he was an ex? He played for Everton or he was on the, in yeah, the youth yeah, ranks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but reading a few bits and pieces over the last day or two, I, I believe his wife is about is expecting a child. Yeah. And possibly didn't want to uproot um just obviously when the baby's coming, but um did read that possibly he Frank may try again in the summer to bring him back, uh, to bring him um excellent coach. He's actually he's on the coaching with uh, the Republic of Ireland, Joe. Um okay. so excellence, uh, very, very highly sought uh, sought after uh, coach. 
Um, so it would be a bit of a coup if you can get him in the summer. But I think Clement for me is just even looking. I, I just looked briefly at that training video that came out today, and so he has a stature about him, Joe. You know the Quinn yeah. away, and um, I just don't think he'd take any ball now either. You know the Quinn away. So I'd love to know what your opinion is on Duncan Ferguson. Um, now obviously I'm Duncan's biggest fan. Um, love the man. My own opinion, he I think he possibly should have gone out. And but as someone said to me, well, maybe he doesn't want to go out. He just you know, he's quite settled in the on in the Merseyside and if it means going back to the twenty trees or whatever the case may be, well, that's what he does. I, I'd love to know what your opinion is on, on affairs and should he have gone out if or do you think yeah, he I, wants I, that? No, no, yeah, no, I watched no, the training no. video, yeah. I watched the training video earlier myself and uh, he's very, very much in the background. I mean, obviously before he was first team coach and he was he was hands on, but he's very very much in the background. And um, like Richie said there earlier, some people just maybe aren't cut out to be a number one, or they don't. They don't feel comfortable being. Even when you see Duncan being interviewed last week, he doesn't he doesn't feel comfortable being being the front man or being in front of the camera. So maybe it's just a case that he likes that. No coaching role where he's just working every day with the players and he's not under under pressure as such. I know people have hammered him, he's been there under four or five managers, but I mean again going back to the point earlier, he knows the club. So if a man a new manager comes in and he has someone there to help him, you know, get acclimatized if you want to to a club, I don't see why not. So I think I think he's happy enough to be there as a coach and if this fella Barry comes in in the summer, he might he might go back into the youth system. He might just sue him. Mm. He might uh, he might not, again. He might not be cut out to be a, a manager as much as people want him and sentiment comes into it and all this. It just might not suit him. What about your suffrage? Um, I kind of agree. I just don't. I say the way you said uh, that he may not be cut out to be a number one, and I and I don't kind of agree with that. I think it might just be a choice that he doesn't want, you know, and I suppose if he's in a position, he's in a job that he loves with a club that he, that he loves where he's treated well, adored by fans. And if he doesn't have the desire to go into, he's 50 years old, you know, so you're talking to, to get back into the job that he really, really wants, maybe possibly another five years experience, you know, and then it may fail and then you, you walk away. So maybe he just doesn't want to do it. You know, well, just there, just on that point, there's Clement. Clement is fifty, and just look at what he, what he's he's been he's been doing. You know what I mean? So maybe maybe it's just a case of Dunk being happy where he is, and yeah, don't want to go. And then there's another point as well, Carl. Like if if he got the job and got sacked, it, it would it would kill him. It would absolutely, especially no, would, in the in the predicament we're in. If he took us down, ah, oh, so. it, it would be similar to. Uh, Solskjaer, like, like fans aren't going to hate him or you know fall mm. out with him, but it would it would absolutely for him to get his dream job and for it not to work out, I think would would really really hurt the man. So I think we saw that last week even too. It it, it broke him not to not not to not to get the three points last week. Yeah, you know, and kind of coming out doing interview, he was you know there was it takes so much out of him because he's so invested in the club. Yeah. Oh, and I think there's probably a little bit too much emotion attached to it. So 
for, for me, it's what he wants to do. It's not a case that he needs to get out and to prove himself or whatever. He doesn't need to prove himself to anyone. You know, no. if it's a thing that he's putting his name in every time and says, I want to be manager, I deserve to be manager, but he's not. You know, he's he stood up and he's helped us out. So for me, if he's happy doing the role that he is, you know, and if he's not, he's he's going to stand up and he'll take a back seat and he'll go do something else. But I, I, I'm presuming that he's he's not just taking it to for the sake of taking it, you know. Mm. It's it's not the need of, of a few pounds that he's there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'll come back to just like people banging on jobs for the boys. Jobs for, I, I have no problem with the likes of him and Baines and, and Ebril and all these lads because they know the club. And, and especially at a, a younger level, they can, they can kind of tell lads or teach lads what, what it means to play for Everton Football Club. But on the other side, we spoke about this before that we have to get a system in place where the youth teams are playing the same football as the first team because if 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 called upon they know the system they know what way the first team are playing they can just slot in there it'll be seamless so I think that's something that might need to be looked at by Lampard but that's that's kind of down the road we just, just, just on that um, I was reading that Lampard did a couple of he did a spare bit of time yesterday. He was straight down to the academy to check it out and was meeting young young fellas down there and stuff. So great to see him kind of interacting and getting into the stuck into the club straight away because you know, I suppose he has a I'd say a history, but you know, known to kind of bring through some youth and stuff in the in the clubs where he's been. So but just taking the time going down because these are the guys who are going to be looking up to him and, and in, in two, three years it makes all the difference. And just just doing that on, on your first day or so in the building, it's 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 good, it's good kind of presence around the place. Yeah, I think that's imperative, Collie, that the, the first time manager has to get down and and look at these teams, have a look at the lads, because I know couple of previous managers didn't even bother with it, with the use, didn't even look. So they were just relying on the likes of Owensworth and Evelyn and so on, uh, on their judgment. But I think, like I said, despite that, the first team manager has a look at these lads. Uh, 100% Joe, and, and it's no coincidence that he's looking for uh, Ashley Cole to come in as well um, to go into the 23s or, or because uh, Cole at the moment is with the England under twenty ones on the coaching staff with with Dick Harsley. Um so well, I'm not too sure where that is at the moment, but the certainly being rumoured. Um I also wonder was Dobbin giving a bit of a, a nod and a wink during the week when he signed his contract that more than likely it'll be Frank Lampard coming in, you know, because look his record at Chelsea you know, the likes that he brought through Reese James, you know, obviously Mason Mount. You look at air squad and you have young Patterson there and obviously you brought in the left full um, as well. Um, now there was a bit of um, issues on, on Twitter due to evening with one of these space calls and someone that went on and made a, an allegation about the, the left full from Ukraine and allegedly what Duncan Ferguson had said about it to him. But, you know, I thought it was a bit off and certainly... I would doubt Ferguson said this about this particular I player. This, I, read, I read this yesterday that uh, your, your man, you said it to him on the train back from the interview. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, listen, he, that's, just, that's just Twitter, isn't it? Like, Duncan's hardly going like, to come no, back exactly, from the interview exactly. and spill the beans. Yeah. That, that's Twitter, isn't it? The absolute smell of bullshit. It's just unbelievable. Well, it's stop. Uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, you know, and we, we went to that question and answer thing with, with Duncan. Uh, Joe, and there was questions that he refused to answer because 
it involved ex-players or players that he played with or managers yeah. that he was under. Yeah. So there's no way he's going to just talk to a random guy on a train. And, exactly. And come back in and no follow him two or three days. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's the way I, it's just It's full of absolute clowns. Anyway, listen, we said we'd be positive now. We're not going to split again. Yeah. Uh, right, we're getting into the new signings. Uh, first of all, Rich, uh, Van de Beek. Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't seen much of this lack because I don't think anyone has seen much of them, to be honest. But, uh, like, a good sign, because we're looking for, like, an attacking midfielder. And uh, like, when his, na- his name came up, actually, last summer. And we're looking to take him. And Solskjaer said, no, you're part of my plans, which <laughs> he ended up not being. But, uh, again, looking forward to seeing what he can do. I just hope he's not another David Classic. No, I don't look. I I don't think it's fair on him to be comparing him. Just you know, there is comparisons with blondie hair and coming through IX and being Dutch. But no, apart from that, I don't think it's fair on him to be saying that we don't want him to become it. But I I think it's a great sign and clearly didn't work for him at United under a couple of different managers. You know, well for whatever reason that is. Look, it happens. We've had so many that have come in and they just haven't worked and they go somewhere else and said, Jesus, if we'd have got an ounce of it. But look, we know what he's capable of doing. He was part of a fantastic fantastic IX side. You know, and I think he just gives us something that we've been lacking for so long. Even just to go back to the Villa game where we're, we get so far, they sit in beside and we just don't have someone to make that little intricate pass or to make the run in behind, kind of running off, running from deep or arriving from deep, you know. And I think him and Ali both give us that and they can occupy kind of defences and drag people, create space. So, and great, great boys on, on, the, on the ball as well, you know, really good to to keep it to use it and that's kind of what we've been missing kind of in around say midfield and creating creating chances for us so look again in a similar kind of bread as Lampard is coming in and he's got a point to prove you know yeah. and as well I suppose he's no option to buy so he's going back to United unless we kind of go in and, tr- and throw money at him but United seemingly were saying that they got a they got a bargain they signed him for 40 million and it could have been 80 whatever only because of the, deep in pandemic at the time and no fans and things. So, I mean, you don't become a, go from a 80 million euro player to, a, you know, o- overnight. And it's not that long ago. So he's got a point to prove. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing, to, to, to seeing what he can do. Yeah, I think that's the main thing, Colin. He has, he has a point to prove. Uh, not just to United, but to himself as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, look, he's been kind of sitting there itching away and, he, he he just needs time, game time. So uh, I'm not again. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, and similar to to Deli Ali, points to real big time. Yeah. Um. In regards to Donny Van de Beek, uh, I, he, he's no classing, um, that's for sure. Um. So that 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 kind of comparison should be shut down immediately. Oh, I don't, um, I don't, I don't mean. I mean David. Klassen oh no, no, I understand. In the way, in the way that like, he yeah. never got a chance. He ne- yeah. I don't think yeah, yeah, I don't think Klassen got a proper chance. I I meant it that way. Not. I don't mean in scares or whatever because we didn't see enough. It's been reported throughout since we signed him. Another David Klassen. I, I don't we, genuinely don't think he is that I, sort of player. I, the point I'll make is that I don't think we've seen enough of Klassen. So I don't want to be the same as Van de Beek, where we haven't seen enough of the chap, and you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, I, think, yeah. I think he will get he will get time now. You get game time at Everton. So yeah, I actually think Joey could be your number eight in the in the middle of the park. Um, I actually don't think he's your number ten. I think that's more Deli Ali, um, if I'm being honest. 
because he, he played the six or eight when he played for Ajax. Um, obviously, your, your kind of your research of him wouldn't really take in Man United because he, he didn't really get much game time there. And, and, no. Um, but if you, if you look at his Ajax days, and he, he actually did play the number six at times, which he sat in front of the, uh, he sat in front of the of the, of the centre backs. But um, now I, I could see possibly uh, Ali as your ten and, and and Van der Beek as your eight, and possibly Alan sitting. Um, obviously until Decorey comes back, but it's a good option. I have to say now it's certainly a better option than what we have been living with for the last couple of months, Joe, in the middle of the park. Um, I'm excited to see what the young Patterson does, and um, particularly on the Lampard job because I don't know whether you watched the 23 game. He got 60 minutes in, um, but that boy can run. <laughs> Found a way attacking rifle, and then obviously the the young lad left full. Um, excited to see him as well. So yeah, um, really good signings. But you you spoke about people who have things to prove. Obviously, Delhi Ali, you know. He's not in the English setup anymore at the moment, and Van der Beek wants to go to the World Cup. But you look at Gray when he came in as well. Gray had has things to prove, and he's done really well for us this season. Andres Townsend, you know, he wanted to prove obviously that he wasn't finished, even though he didn't renew the contract at Crystal Palace. So I think this is where the club have have maybe improved in their, you know, they're looking for players with with things to to, to prove to themselves and. Um, it's a win-win situation for me, um, Joe. But I, I am excited to see when Decore is back and um, how we play. Then, I, I, I obviously Newcastle's next Tuesday, and, and the players will be will be available for that match. But um, it, it will be interesting to see how he sets up next Tuesday. We have the cup game on Saturday, and a lot of the players, obviously the two players we signed in yesterday, aren't available to play at a cup tied. And um, so Saturday may not be. A mirror image of how, of how it's set up on, on on Tuesday, but you know, I I, I think I, I am excited to see how how he does set up and, and which way he goes. You know, the kind of way and and look, start off on the right foot. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just onto Delhi, onto Sorry, respond. No, I was just going to say, I think the age of the two of them as well is really important. You know, that you're not mm. buying guys on the way down after you know fading out of a career or whatever and have drifted off the last couple of the years. These guys are twenty four and twenty five. So and you take Patterson and make Mikelenko younger again. So both have a long future ahead of them. You know, just yeah. maybe hit a bit of a slump or things didn't work out for whatever reason. So they're, you know, I I find it hard to kind of find negativity around them. You know, especially with loan deals, obviously free hits and Deli Ali for the price we, that that it came in at. It seems yeah. like fantastic business. Yeah, just on Deli Ali, Rich. I mean, uh, I think it's a it's an absolute amazing signing. Coupled with, with the price and the structure and everything else, we're basically getting, like Kali said at the outset, we're basically getting like a 100 million player for the guts of like 30. If, again, if, if add-ons and everything comes in and we win stuff and he gets mounted caps and all that, but we're basically getting a, a player for half price. Oh, big time, yeah. And again, I think... The relationship that he'll have with Lampard as well, you know, if, if he's gonna, if someone is gonna get the best out of him. It's someone like Lampard, you know, someone that he looked up to playing, and that's probably what he needs. It's it's managing him and it's knowing kind of the right way to go about it. And clearly, 
Jose wasn't the right man to do that. And, you know, he yeah. kind of lost his way a bit. And it's tough to come back when you get in a slump. So I think a, a fresh move for him. But regarding the deal and the structure of it, to get him in on a free and, and whatever, and someone said, you've did, yeah, he's 35 million, but he has to win the, the Tour de France and Wimbledon as well. You yeah, know, yeah. the chance, if we pay that, fantastic, because it means that we've succeeded. Yeah. Uh, so, look, it's it's all really positive. If, if, you, if someone said... Two years ago, or whenever you know that you'd be that you'd be signing Delhi Alley and a free, and you get Van der Beek in as well. You know, I don't think we attract those kind of players, especially not fifteenth in the league. You know, so it's 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 fantastic to be getting them in, and I think I I just think Lampard. Obviously, it, it, he said you know that he spoke to him early in the day, and I kind of got a bit of a wobble when I heard Newcastle were coming in, but he was coming to sign for him as much as he's coming to play for the club, but. Lampard is the big draw and that's kind of getting yeah. the best out of this guy. So looking forward to it. And you just kind of want to see him for his own career as well. You know, these guys yeah. who kind of go off the rails. He, I mean, he's what I say, he's he's 25. So he seems like he's been around for a long, long time. You know, he's probably at Spurs since he's 18 or 19. And a move seems like the right thing rather than a loan. So really looking forward. I think it's fantastic business and fantastic negotiating out of, out of Bill as well. Yeah, yeah. I think the last thing is, you mentioned earlier, Colly, um, Dick Moreno, kind of, uh, he seems to single out players at clubs and, and like target them if you want. Uh, and he just, Deli Ali was the one at sports and he just, I think he actually killed his player. Like, I mean, when he was at top of his game a couple of years ago, him and Kane and Son, my God, I mean, the chap, like as we were saying, their chap is worth hundred plus million, uh, and I think Mourinho just sucked the air out of him totally. So I think a move now. Uh, I think a move now uh, is vital for him for his career and in a World Cup year. Oh yeah, Joe. You know it's um, it just didn't happen under Mourinho. Well, maybe hopefully Lampard comes in, puts the arm around him because you, you kind of get that that's what he needs and. Um, mm. I just hope that you know he, he can get get him back to some degree of what he was because even seventy five percent of what the player Delhi Ali is or was walks into an everything uh, starting eleven for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, all good in the hood. Everything is yeah. everything's positive until we uh, <laughs> until we lose our first match and then Twitter yeah. after you come out and blame blame postman Pat and blame everybody except yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, that's uh, looking forward to the weekend. We'll do a preview now, uh, Friday, uh, after the press, and we'll have a listen to Frankie, see what he has to say. And uh, listen, thanks for it today, boys. Catch Friday. See you, lads. Take care, easy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website, www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.